Baruchim Abayim. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to share with you a number of thoughts on five comments of the Balaturim on Parshas Shemais. Balaturim, of course, was written by Rabbeinu Yaakov, the son of the Rush, the son of Rabbeinu Asher. The Rush is one of the classic Rishonim, one of the classic Poiskim from the times of the Rishonim. The Rush was born in Germany, and he later came to Toledo, Spain, and Rabbeinu Yaakov, the son of the Rush, came along with him, and he wrote comments on the Parsha, which are what we call Bederech Remez, in the manner of the allusions that lay in the wording and the lettering of the Torah. I would like to share with you a number of thoughts on five comments of the Balaturim on Parshas Shemais. It's interesting, a contractor once came to Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein, Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein, the son-in-law of Rabbi Yashiv, and he's the author of many, many very interesting svarim, whether it's Aleinu Shabeach, Tuvcha Yabiyu, Seiroscha Shashuai, and so forth. And the contractor had the following unusual question. Contractor said, I'm building a shul, and I know that halacha mandates that a shul, or at least recommends that a shul have a certain amount of windows, that a shul should have 12 windows. But I want to know, is there any halachic recommendation or suggestion how many supporting beams a shul should have? And Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein thinks for a moment. And he says, well, actually, there is no halachic mandate how many beams a shul should have. However, he would like to make a recommendation, and he pointed to the Balaturim on the opening pasuk of Parshas Shemais. The Balaturim points out, that the first pasuk in Shemais, the pasuk begins with a vav and ends with the letter vav. Begins and ends with the same letter, the letter vav. Says the Balaturim, this is a mashal, this is a parable. This comes from the final comments of the Balaturim on pasuk Aleph of the beginning of Shemais. Someone who built a palace. The Amorechad, he builds a palace with one supporting beam. The Nafal, certainly the palace will fall. The Chazar Ubana, the he then builds it with two supporting beams. The Nafal, and again, and again it falls. The Shloisha he builds it with three beams. The Nafal, and it falls again, again. So this contractor realizes that one, two, and three beams is not sufficient support to hold up a palace. So what does he do? He builds it with two, with twelve amudim, and then it stands. Ma asa. So too says Avalaturim. God is trying to build the great palace, the edifice of Klal Yisrael. Avraham, Yitzchak, Avraham is one beam, but that beam could not hold up the Jewish people as Yishmael came out of Avraham. Yishmael is considered refuse, psoilas. Yitzchak cannot be the only or even the second supporting beam of Klal Yisrael and support Klal Yisrael, Avraham and Yitzchak because from Yitzchak also came out psoilas, namely Esav. Yaakov, again, a third beam, would not suffice to support the Jewish people until Yaakov created 12 children, 12 tribes, who formulated the 12 pillars of the Jewish people, and that held up the Jewish people. says about, From Avraham Yitzchak came refuse, until we had the 12 tribes, that had no refuse at all, the 12 tribes, are a reference to the fact that Yaakov Avinu's progeny, Mitasa Shlema, his, his offspring were complete. Says the Balaturim, this is what it, well, this is the deeper meaning of the phrase, Vavei Ha'amudim, the Vavim, the two Vavs that support the Jewish people. 
namely the 12 tribes, Shehim Amudei Olam, quoting the Medrash Rabbah, the 12 tribes support the world. Therefore, says Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein, even though there is no halachic imperative that a shul have a certain number of supporting beams, nevertheless, based on this Balaturim, that the Jewish people are built on Vavei Ho'amudim, the 12 tribes, which, which are alluded to in the opening Pasuk of Pasha Shemais that begins with a Vav and ends with a Vav. So therefore, says Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein, the uh, shul, at least it's recommended, if possible, should have 12 supporting beams. And the Hashkafa behind this the philosophy behind this is that if you have a kihilo, if you have a tzibur, if everyone is, so to speak, uh, the same type, then the congregation doesn't have real flavor. It doesn't. It's not a multifaceted congregation. But Yaakov Avinu was able to build the Jewish people on 12 shvatim. Each one had their unique personality, unique talents, and so to, so to speak, like in a orchestra, in a symphony, if everyone's playing the same instrument, the music sounds, sounds bland. But if everyone's playing a different instrument, provided everyone's pl- playing the same song and playing to the same beat, then the beautiful the, the music is that much more rich and um, pleasing to the ear. So to the Jewish people, the Rebbe Shalom doesn't expect everyone to be identical, but when the Jewish people are built on 12 tribes where everyone has their unique talents and yet we come together for the same common purpose, that is what is the foundation of the Jewish people, indicated by the opening vav of Eila Shemais and the way the Pasuk ends, Bo ending in Evav as well. Okay, we move on to our second offering. The Balaturim says, Shemais B'nai Yisrael Haba'im. Here the Balaturim utilizes the procedure, or the um, Remez called Rashi Tevois. Shemais B'nai Yisrael Haba'im stands for Shivya, that when Klai Yisrael were in Mitzrayim, we were like a woman in captivity. This uh, is reminiscent to me of another Balaturim, Parshas Yisra, in Parak Yotas, Pasuk Aleph, where the Pasuk says, Ba'choydesh ha-shlishi, v'tseis b'nei Yisrael, me'eretz v'tseim, ba'choydesh ha-zeh, ba'yoyim ha-zeh, bo'u midbar Sinai. Then the third month, God offered the Torah to the, give, to the Jewish people. God gave us the Torah, the Rosh Hashem gave us the Torah in the third month, namely in the month of Sivan. It says about Turim, why did God specifically give us the Torah in the month of Sivan, in the third month? It says about Turim, this is a remez to the teaching of the Gemara in Yevama, is that if you marry a Shvuya, a woman who was in captivity, says Gemara in Yevama, Sadaf Lamed Hey, that you have to wait three months for Havchana to be able to determine who in fact will be the father if this woman has a child. We wait three months because if you wait any less, maybe she was pregnant from a previous uh, relation, and we're not going to know who the father is. So too, Klal Yisrael in Egypt, we were in captivity. God, by redeeming us, giving us the Torah, was, so to speak, marrying us. And we'll discuss this further when we get to Pashas Yisrael. But the fact that we are deemed a woman in captivity, this is alluded to in the opening of this parsha, Shemois B'nai Yisrael Haboim Shivya, we are in captivity. Now the Balaturim takes this further. Because even though we were in captivity... Even though we're a shivya, shemois, we still maintained our Jewish names. This is a remnant to the teaching of Perkut Rebbe Lezer in Perk Memches, that for three reasons, Kal Yisrael merited to be redeemed from Egypt, and one of them was, we did not change our names, shaloi shinu es shemaisam. So even though shemois b'nei Yisrael, we were shivya, still shemois, still we maintained our Jewish names. But the Baal Turim takes it even further. 
because the first letter, the first word of Shemais Ve'ela begins with a Vav. Vav is Moisif al Inyan Rishon. It connects you to the previous mentioned pasuk, which is the last pasuk of, of Sefer Bereishis, which says, Vayomos Yosef b'Mitzrayim b'Meva Esar Shanim, that Yosef died in Mitzrayim. What's the connection between Yosef's death in Egypt and the fact that even though we were in captivity in Egypt, we maintained our Jewish names? Says the Balaturim that even though we were in captivity, we still maintained our Jewish names. And who told us to keep our Jewish names? Yosef. But Yosef said like this, even though I needed to change my name to a secular name, Tzofnas Paneach, we know that in Parshas Miketz, Vayikra Parai Shem Yosef Tzofnas Paneach, so Yosef is saying, even though I had to change my name, I beg of you, maintain your Jewish names, because in that merit you will be redeemed. So, dovetailing the death of Yosef, who had to change his Jewish name, even though we were in captivity, we followed Yosef's advice, and we maintained Shemais, we maintained our Jewish name. However, I would like to just add that based on a, an amazing observation of the Sefer, Ben La'ashri, of the Tzadik of Ranana, this observation of the Balaturim is even more beautiful. Because if you look in Parshas Miketz, when, in fact, Paro changed Yosef's name, Vayikra paro shem Yosef tzafnas paneach. What is the very next pasuk? Vayetze Yosef al Mitzrayim. Who went out to Mitzrayim? Not tzafnas paneach. Yosef. Yosef said, I don't care, Paro, that you're going to change my name. I will always maintain my Jewish name. So according to this, and by the way, the Ben Lashi writes, that is why Yosef sent word to Yaakov. Ani Yosef! Don't think I allowed my name to change, despite the fact that I'm in Egypt. I maintain my name Yosef. So now we can read the juxtaposition beautifully. Vayomos Yosef b'Mitzrayim. Yosef died in Mitzrayim. He did not allow the usage of the name Tzafnas Paneach. And ve, and therefore continuing, even though we were Shemais B'nei Yisrael, Habayim, we were B'Shivya, nevertheless, even though we were in captivity, Shemais, we maintained our Jewish name, emulating the way of our righteous ancestor Yosef, who despite the fact that Parai called him Tzafnas Paneach, Yosef still went by the name Yosef Ani Yosef. Offering number three. An amazing Balaturim. Balaturim says in the opening uh, words, this is the opening comment of Balaturim on Parsha Shemais, Ve'ela Shemais, Ve'odam. This is Rashi Tevois, says the Balaturim. These words, Ve'ela Shemais B'nei Yisrael, are Rashi Tevois, meaning each letter of these words can refers to and stands for another word. Vav, ve'adam, and a person. Aleph, asher, that. Lamed, le- learns. Loimed, learns. Hey, haseder, the parsha. Shemais, shnayim mikra v'yachat targum. B'nei Yisrael, b'nei, b'koyl, na'im, yashir, he sings in a pleasant tone. Yisrael stands for Yichya, he will live shanam rabois many years, aruchim, long life, lo'olam, forever. In other words, Balaturim is referencing the Gemara in Brachas Chesam Rebez, Yashlam Adam that a person should always try to complete the parsha together with the Tzibor, Shnai Mikra Targum, that anyone who do, does so, Ma'arichin Lo Yama They will lengthen his days and years. By the way, this remez is also quoted by the Lavush with a little bit of a twist where the Lavush writes in Simen, uh, in the, in the Halachas of... Ashnayim Mikra, the Echad Targum, in Simon Reish Pehe, 
the Lavush says that the Eila Shemais Bnei Yisrael stands for Vechayiv Adam Likrois HaParsha Shnayim Mikra Viachat Targum, and says Lavush, this is an obligation on every single Jew. Now the obvious question is. I can understand if there would be a remez to the obligation to read the parasha Shnayim Mikra Ve'echel Targum in the beginning of Bereshus. After all, that's when the mitzvah starts. But why, once we're in Sefer Shemais, all of a sudden we have a remez to a mitzvah that we that began a few months ago? Why why would the remez be here in the beginning of Sefer Shemais? So the Chidah and the Chaymes Anach asks this question, and he gives an answer Alpi Kabbalah. But in the Sefer Gamani Oidcha. He brings that the fact that the remez to the mitzvah of appears in Sefer Shemois may be an allusion to the psak of Rav Chaim Knievsky. Because someone once asked Rav Chaim Knievsky, we know there's a mitzvah to finish all the parshios with the tzibar, to complete from Bereshis till the end of Zois HaBracha. Well, they asked Rav Chaim, what if we somebody fell behind? And they're so behind, they'll never catch up. So it turns out, if they continue wherever they're, they're, they um, pick up the mitzvah, they'll never really be mashlim all the parshios. Is there still a mitzvah to be, to be maver sedra? Or do we say, this year the guy blew it. If he's anyway not going to be completing all the parshios, there's no point in starting in middle. And Rocham Knievsky said, no. If you're not going to make up the previous parshios, there's still a mitzvah, there's still an Indian to pick up where you're up to, even though you're not going to be able to go back. Well, says the Sefer, Gamani Oitcha, perhaps this is why the Remez to Shnai Mikra Vecha Targum appears in Sefer Shemais, to indicate that even if you didn't do the entire Bereshis, and you're sort of picking up in the beginning of Shemais, and it's too late to catch up and make up so many previous parshios, nevertheless, we will follow the advice of Chaim Knievsky, and we'll pick it up right here, and the proof to this psaq is the fact that the Torah's Marames to the midst of Shnai Mikra at a time where it would be very difficult if you didn't start yet to go back to the beginning. Another pshat which is uh, offered is offered by the Nefesh Yoinasan. The Nefesh Yoinasan um, brings the opinion of Rashi. There's a machlokes in uh, Mesech Tabrachais. Why in fact does it say uh, when it talks about the mitzvah of Shnai Mikra it says even Atarois Vidivine. Even the names Atarois Vidivine. Why do we pick even the names Atarois Vidivine? Why don't we pick even Ruvain and Shimon? And the opinion of Rashi is that actually, even Ruvain and Shimon, there is no Targum at all, and you would have to read that three times. So in other words, where there, there's no Targum Unklus on the Pasuk Ruvain Shemal Levi Yehuda, there's no Targum Yushalmi. And in that case, Toysvis' opinion is, you don't have to read that Pasuk three times. You you read it twice, and there's no Targum. So there's no Targum Arashis of the opinion that you would read that Pasuk three times. Interestingly, the Psak of the tour is to follow Rashi that, in fact, the Pasuk Ruvain Shimon, you would read three times, even though there's no Targum at all. Says the Sefer, Nefesh Yonasan, maybe that is why the Remes to be Maver Sedra appears in the beginning of Shemais, immediately preceding Ruvain Shimon Levi Vihuda. Where, according to some Rishonim, you don't have to read that Pasuk three times, but the opinion of Rashi, codified by the Tor, is even though there's no Targum whatsoever, on Ruvain Shimon Levi Vihuda, you still read that Pasuk three times, Never, uh, 
And therefore, the remez to the obligation to be Maver Sedra appears right before the biggest chidush, the biggest novelty of one's responsibility to be Maver Sedra, meaning even by the words, Ruvein Shema, Levi Bihuda, you still have Chayev Adam Likrois HaParsha, Shnayim Mikra, V'yachad Targum. The Ayin B'Sefer Magad Arakiya, Maimer Chafbez, where we offer another Pshat, why the mitzvah of Shnayim Mikra V'yachad Targum is alluded to specifically in the beginning of Sefer Shemais. But let's move on now to a fourth offering of the Balaturim. This is really a very uh, beautiful exposition of the Balaturim, and that is Parak Bey's Pasuk Vav. Vatiftach, she opens up the basket, Vatireyu Asayelot, she sees the kid, Vihine Na'ar Boicha, and behold, a child is crying, Vatachmal Olav, she has mercy on the child. After all, who can have mercy on a crying child? Vatoymer, she says, Miyalde Ho Ivrimzeh, this must be a Jewish child comes the Balaturim, and Balaturim seems to be bothered by, is this child a Yeled, a young boy, or a Nar? Or a, almost a teenager, or or a boy who is not of age yet? But why describe him as a Yeled, and but early in the Pasuk describe him as a Nar? So the Balaturim says that Vihine Nar Boicha is not referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. It's not that Basia heard Moshe crying, and that's why she had mercy on him. The Nar refers to, says about the term, Ze'aroin. This refers to Aaron, who is crying over the fate of his brother. In fact, says about the term, Nar Boiche is Gematria Ze'aron Akoyim. Well, according to this, the Pasuk reads as follows. She lifts, she opens up the basket. She sees a Yeled. The Yeled was Moshe. And this child's brother, the Nar, Aaron, was crying. And Basia then says, there is no way that this is a Gentile child. Because if his brother is feeling so acutely the pain of his, of his sibling, this must be a Jewish child. Because Basia recognized that only among the Jewish people could they have the empathy and the sensitivity that a young sibling, Aaron Akoin at the time was only three years old. How could he have the capacity and the sensitivity for his little baby? It must be a Jewish child. Batoimer, she said, This must be a Jewish child. Now, Aaron Akoin was three years old. The Pirkei de Rebelezer brings, uh, the Medrash Tanchuma brings, that Aaron Akoin already was a Navi for 80 years from the time he was 3 years old in Egypt. That means when Moshe Rabbeinu had his prophecy, Aaron HaKoyen, according to the Medrash Chuma, already prophesied in Egypt 80 years earlier. Now we don't know what Aaron HaKoyen's merit was, that he was Zoycha to prophecy 80 years before Moshe. But says the Sefer Rapduni Batapuchim of Rav Shoyma Arieli, it's very likely that it was in the merit that Aaron HaKoyen had such sensitivity and empathy for his brother that at this moment he was propelled to greatness and he already started prophesying in the land of Egypt. And finally, the fifth offering of the Balaturim for today, Perak Beis, Pasuk Aleph, Vayelech Ishmi Beis Levi. And a man went from the house of Levi, we know this was Amram, he married Yocheved, and from him came the Redeemer of the Jewish people. Well, says the Balaturim, the Mesoretic note on uh, this words, is that there is one other instance in the Tanakh where it says, Vayelech Ish, and that is, Vayelech Ish mi Beis Lechem Yehuda, and a man went from uh, Beis Lechem Yehuda, 
and says Balaturim, these two goings of a man have a striking similarity, namely, just like here, Vayilachesh Mibes Levi, Amram went, and this produced the Redeemer of the Jewish people, so too in the in Megillas Rus, uh, Elimelech went, he went to the land of Moyov, and through that going, that ultimately brought the redemption of the Jewish people. So, as Moshe Rabbeinu was the Goyal Harishain, it has a connection to the going of Elimelech, which ultimately brought about the Gula HaAchreina of Ben David. And we hope that we should be zoicha, that by learning these parashios, which was the, which discusses the original redemption of the Jewish people, we have a tradition, that this is the paradigm for the future redemption. May we merit to see the redemption speedily in our days. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos.